Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast of Shemaine's Model Health. For those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals, I am Shemaine Laney. I'm a biohacker and fitness and nutrition expert, and of course, I am your host and narrator. So I hope you're keeping warm on this chilly morning. And this week's podcast, I believe, is going to be a two-part series. Um, And I say I believe because both my laptops keep acting up, so we'll see how it goes. And I record these fresh every week. But this week's podcast is going to be quite fitting um, with the change in the season and cold and flu season kicking in. So in this part one of our cold and flu series, we're going to be looking at boosting the immune system or supporting your immune system. I really hope you find this podcast very helpful because tis the season, as they say. So when most people get sick, they feel the flu symptoms start to come on um, and it's easy to feel kind of paralyzed in what to do next. Um, Most people will hit their local pharmacy. So... um, When cold and flu season comes, there's one common phrase that I like to keep in mind and that is hold on tight and enjoy the ride because especially in Canada, this winter season lasts quite a while. Um, People need to be aware of what can happen the next time their immune system is compromised and they feel those cold or flu symptoms coming on. The more the supplement and lifestyles in this podcast are applied, the better chance you'll have to avoid getting sick and the common flu symptoms that go along with it won't last as long or won't be as bad. And I will do some posts as well. The winter time is unlike any time of the year. We have those extra stressors around us, um, especially during the holidays. And these stressors like shopping, the changes in the weather, especially if you live in Canada, those big dips in the temperature, like freezing cold temperatures, less sunlight, and we know that's a big thing in the Northern Hemisphere, Of course, increased consumption of sugar and processed foods from desserts, holiday treats, and those pure um, just comfort foods. A big thing that people forget is that cravings drive up a lot in the winter, mainly for two reasons. One is our association with the winter and comfort foods and having the fire on and having your hot chocolate or your biscuits or quality street in front of the TV. And the second is that as we get these low dips in temperature and the snow starts to hit the ground, that drives our internal thermometer up. So it drives our metabolism up because we need to burn more calories to stay warm. We got to keep ourselves warm. So we burn through our fuel sources and our food a lot quicker. So we get hungrier quicker and our brain is saying, quick, keep me up, keep me warm. I need the energy to function properly. And that can drive up cravings and hunger. So it's very important to be aware of your nutrition around this time of the year and make sure that you're giving your body everything it needs so that you can keep those cravings and that extra hunger at bay. 
So I'm going to try keep things as simple as possible and I tried my best to keep the podcast short but this one might be a tad longer and after listening to this you'll have some excellent tools that you can apply immediately to your health um, and um, for those of you that are interested I will then post some extra information on your immune system um, and supporting that over on Facebook over the next week or two. So, your immune system has two branches. So, you think of it as like a seesaw, and I already did a podcast a few weeks ago on the immune system and the two sides of it, but this is more looking at our front line of our immune system. And understanding the basics will help you understand how um, changes are affecting your body. Um, So please bear with me. I'll try to keep it as simple as possible. So with your immune system, you have um, two sides on your immune system. T helper 1 and T helper 2. So TH1, this side provides the kind of frontline military defense for... Um, bacteria, viruses, and other pathogens that try to get into our body. Um, T helper 1 cells are typically known as your natural killer cells. So if you've ever heard me saying increasing your natural killer cells, especially when I talk about medicinal mushrooms, this is what I'm talking about. And it's when it's important to note that vaccines have no effect on T helper 1 cells. Um, So that's good. If we can strengthen them, then we can support the system a lot more. Now, T helper 2, this side is primarily responsible for making antibodies. So these are the soldiers that are specific to whatever is making us sick. So like those bad bacteria or fungi or pathogens um, that have already invaded our bodies. So in other words, T helper 2 provides the backup defense for our body when we have already been compromised. And in this case, vaccines do work on this branch of cells. It usually takes about one week for our T helper 2 side to get ramped up. And um, that's like it takes about a week for those backup soldiers to kind of get told, hey, come on in, we need you. Um, that's why the average cold lasts about one week. So in summary, T helper one cells, um, these are the wall that prevents things from coming in and T helper two, these are the backup soldiers that come into action in case some bad guys do get through that T helper one wall. So after learning a bit more about your immune system the suggestions i'm going to make following are going to make a little bit more sense to you Um, and i will kind of do a summary or go back over a bit on this in part two and so first we look at action what can we do in our diet and our lifestyle to support or boost our immune system around this cold and flu season So we have a few action items. Sleep. Sleep is number one. Sleep is so important. Sleep is primarily the time where we do our regeneration and where our immune system recharges. Our bodies are naturally on a light and dark cycle that syncs up with the earth, so our circadian rhythm. So our prime time 
generally, so inverted commas, generally our prime time to tap into our natural reparative state is about 10 p.m. And this is the time where our body is making all its human growth hormone, it's fixing your cells, it's building new muscles, cleaning up your brain. And it goes through a process known as cellular autophagy. Um, you may have heard me speak about autophagy in regards to serapeptase enzymes and also fasting. And this autophagy is kind of clearing out our body and it's also repairing our immune system um, if it's a bit depleted. Sleep deprivation is considered by the World Health Organization as the only non-substance carcinogen in the same league as cigarettes and asbestos. So translated, what does that mean? That lack of sleep is going to have the same damaging effect or be in the same league as cigarettes and asbestos. So ideally you want to be in bed by 10 p.m. Um, and make sure that you've got a really cold environment, not cold, but a cool environment, very, very dark, um, and that you're definitely not on your electronics. So next we look at sunlight. And specifically vitamin D and vitamin D3. With less sunlight around this time of the year, our body has less ability to make its own vitamin D and cholesterol and sex hormones, but that's another topic. So if you live in a warmer climate in the winter time, you're not having a problem of getting sun exposure. But for the rest of us up in the northern hemisphere, where it's even not that we're not getting sunlight, because Alberta, specifically where I am, Alberta does get a lot of sunlight, but it's too damn cold to go out in the sun, so you're not getting the direct sunlight onto your skin. So making sure that when you can, and this is part of my morning routine for my clients, where they can, they're focused on getting direct sunlight onto their skin and specifically into their eyes to support that circadian rhythm. So vitamin D is super important for cold and flu season and making sure that you have enough vitamin D. So if we're supplementing vitamin D, we want a nice high dose of a very active, nice bioavailable form of vitamin D like D3. Um, and I'm going to talk more on that in part two of the podcast. So next is avoiding sugar. So if you feel those cold and flu symptoms coming on, or you're right in the midst of it, as tempting as it is to curl up with a blanket and watch Netflix all day with your favorite carbs, that's one of the worst things you can do for yourself. According to the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, 100 grams of sugar will inhibit your immune system by 50% for up to five hours. The specific immune cells that have been shown to be inhibited are known as neutrophils. Um, and these are the common immune cells in your body. Your neutrophils produce certain cells known as phagocytes. And these phagocytes are like, they're like Pac-Man. They go around and they eat up all the bacteria. Now, if cells are not able to do their job properly, it's going to be very easy for bacterial infections to overrun the place and immune suppression will occur. Your immune system just won't be active. 
Research also shows that other immune cells such as lymphocytes, so these are our second most common immune cells, so neutrophils being our first, lymphocytes being our second, these are also reduced for 30 to 60 minutes after ingestion of 75 grams of sugar. Now hold on a second. That means that the more sugar I eat, the weaker my immune system is going to be. Let's think about that. So do yourself a favor and avoid sugar, especially your grains um, and processed sugars. If you're sick, it's wise to avoid alcohol and wine too. So um, put the quality street down. In the end, um, because in the end, regardless of where the sugar comes from, and I always say this, regardless of where it is, they're getting broken down in your liver into sugar. So regardless of the sources, if it's fruit or if it's starches or if it's grains or if it's wine, it's still going to get broken down into sugar. So next, we're going to listen to your body. Now, I'm, this is something I try to focus on training my clients a lot on is in being intuitive and really listening to their body. If you listen closely, your body will tell you when it's starting to get sick. Your energy will start to decline and you may start to feel um, a twinge or a tickle in the back of your throat. Or you might start feeling just not yourself, like your body has, it feels weird, it has these little aches and pains. And if you can listen to your body's, uh, there's a saying, and it says, if you can listen to your body's whispers, you won't have to endure its cries. So nip things in the bud before they get worse. Um, like I, I get that when you have a cold and flu, it's not the simplest time to be tough and power through it and stay disciplined. Um, your immune system takes a lot of energy when it ramps up those T helper one cells to fight the infection. And instead of fighting your immune system, we want to try support the immune system. So this is where all these points are coming in. It's not like I'm saying toughen up buttercup, still be disciplined. It's like you need to support your immune system rather than working against it and making its job harder. So um, even when you're sick, practicing those self-care movements, um, you can even try like a walk or a little yoga or some stretching or just some ab work and then later on in the day have your downtime your rest time but just keep in mind to listen to your body and support your system um, next is going to be hydration of course everyone knows how to stay hydrated and how important it is to stay hydrated especially around these sick times and if you're sweating a lot more your temperature is up one half of your body weight in ounces is a good baseline and I talk about a super hydration protocol in my heater guide or with some of my clients so we can super hydrate on specific days and we can focus on electrolytes and minerals to drive more water into the cells Teas are awesome too, and teas, and if you make them yourself, making some elixirs or herbal decoctions, they can be so good around cold and flu season, especially for getting um, those super strong compounds out of herbs and into your body. Um, so next, manage stress. 
at this stage I sound like a broken record all I do is talk about stress lately because stress is not just an invisible emotion it's so much more than that and I did a post on what happens or a podcast on what happens to your body when you are stressed last week so if you want to learn a bit more about stress and how it affects you go back and listen to it but stress comes in many many shapes and sizes so emotional physical chemical everywhere left right and center now the above suggestions that i just made they already address kind of the chemical and physical but the emotional is not something that we have spoke about yet and research has shown that after a fight with a spouse your immune system can be weakened for up to two days after that argument and that's not just your spouse that can be anyone an argument can totally turn down your immune system so please be more aware i'm not going to go on too much about managing stress because you already know no doubt but just be aware that stress is going to weaken you and leave you a little bit more susceptible to getting sick this winter season and stress can be traveling too stress for me is a phone call i keep my phone on silence but it can be anything so just be very aware of what kind of stresses you out or upsets you or gives you those butterflies in your tummy so we're nearly there next wash your hands and i don't mean sanitize your hand with alcohol just go back to the olden ways soap and water just throughout the day especially especially if you go to a gym constantly be washing your hands even if you don't need to use the bathroom every couple of sets every 10 to 12 sets maybe go off and wash your hands because there's many studies that show bacteria are rampant specifically in gyms and specifically on the machines not so much the dead um the free weights but the machines are just overrun with bacteria so being more conscious and active about washing your hands more regularly just with soap and water throughout the day is going to help support your immune system and just keep you extra strong actually there was a study that was done that showed that washing your hands more frequently actually supported weight loss i'm not going to get into it now but yep the study was done so um our last little bit introduce fermented foods into your diet um so the fermenting fermentation process um and these acidic foods kombucha apple cider vinegars teas super easy way to get in fermented foods sauerkraut kimchi pickles pickled veg yogurt 70% of your immune cells are located in your gut. The healthier your gut is, the healthier your immune system is going to be. So this is where we can support our gut with some modbiotics and then some prebiotics. So modbiotics are going to moderate or modulate your gut bacteria. They'll kill off the bad stuff and support the good stuff. And then some prebiotic foods, they're going to feed your good bacteria um, and make them stronger. So that's just be more aware of the food that you're putting into your mouth and that it's functional, that it has a job to do. Next, one of my favorites, but it's so hard for people to do when they're sick, fasting can really help up level your immune system like so much. 
Fasting increases neutrophil activity, so there are main immune cells, which in turn stimulates more phagocytes, so those are the Pac-Mans that eat up the bacteria and potential um, invaders or pathogens. Many of the benefits of fasting seem to come from also that reduction in insulin and sugar in the bloodstream. I still would re recommend if you're sick, you do more of a dirty fast. So your teas, your coffees, some coconut cream is gonna be super beneficial because of those antibacterial properties in the coconut. Um, definitely some bone broth, if you can get your hands on a good bone broth. Even if not bone broth, get some collagen into your tea and that's gonna be super supportive of cellular action. Um, some of my favorite teas being, of course, if you know me, turmeric ginger tea. I'm really liking chase Perry tea lately. I love a good black tea, English breakfast, of course. Um, I like lemongrass green tea, especially for this time of the year. And then you can add some honey if you want or some cinnamon or some other immune system um, boosting herbs or spices into your teas as well. Now before we finish, I just want to do a side note, um, and it's an important side note. Antibiotics do not make your immune system stronger. They kill off the bad guys that are suppressing your immune system and keeping you sick, but they also kill off everything else. All the good guys too. Everything, just everything in its path gets killed. All of the suggestions mentioned in this podcast will increase your immune function and help your immune system to kill off of the bad bugs on your own and even make you stronger so that those bad bugs just don't come in. They don't have a chance. Um, and then next week, we're going to look at supplements and herbs and decoctions and some other stuff that you can add in to help give you more of a base in your armory of tools against cold and flu season, excuse me. So I hope you found this helpful. Listen over and over again. A lot of this stuff is pretty basic, um, but it's a good reminder that you don't have to just leg it to your pharmacy first and stock up on Tylenol and all that other rubbish that you actually can fight this bug off yourself and in the end come out stronger and more resilient from it. Okay, well, enjoy the rest of your week. Have a great weekend. I'm sorry it was so long, but I hope it was helpful and I'll chat to you guys soon. Bye-bye.